for us it's an experiment, so we didn't know how it will play out. So far we're quite happy with the results. Our biggest challenge at you know, events is about meeting people meet people. How do you create the same sort of environment online and, and offline bringing together? You're listening to Crypto Savvy, the show that demystifies digital assets and uncovers all things cryptocurrency. Brought to you by the Hashkey Group, a leader in financial technology and digital asset management. Crypto Savvy, the essentials. Behind every great event is an army of producers and professionals and technicians. And behind that army is a leader, and that's Anthony Saar. He's the head of Finnov Asia, the conference organizers for Hong Kong FinTech Week. Let's speak with him and hear how you manage a hybrid event and the joys and perils of putting together a large-scale event in the time of COVID and in a time of great change and learn some of the tricks and techniques of hosting successful events like Hong Kong FinTech Week. I'm joined live at our booth at Hong Kong FinTech Week by Anthony Saar. He's the founder and CEO of Finnov Asia, one of Asia's largest and most active FinTech communities. For the fifth year running, Finnov Asia is the officially appointed organizer by the Hong Kong government of the Hong Kong FinTech Week, the flagship industry event in Asia with over 40,000 attendees, over 1,000 world-class speakers from 130-plus economies. Anthony is also the founder of FinTech Club, an exclusive community for senior executives in Hong Kong since 2018. Throughout his career, he has hosted numerous global CEO talks with international banks, VCs, and fintech companies. Anthony, welcome to Crypto Savvy. Thank you, Walter. Uh, thank you for having me here. Absolutely delighted to be um, uh, at the Hash Keys, you know, this podcast. And, and I absolutely love the fact that you guys are part of the event this year. Yeah, no, we're having a, a grand time. I tell you, we um, on our team, we were told to prepare for three to 5,000 people during the course of two days. And we thought, wow, that's going to take a lot of swag or stuff we all get. And so we prepared for that. And lo and behold, yesterday, there were 17,000 people on the first day. How successful have the first few days, first two days been for you? Well, so far, fingers crossed. Uh, we are pretty happy with the results. Um, uh, to be honest with you, till the last moment, we were quite nervous how things will go, because, of course, we prepare different scenarios, but there is always an uncertainty, especially nowadays with this COVID. So a lot of events had to cancel in the last moment. There's one large-scale event in Singapore next week. They had to abruptly cancel the physical part and move it all virtual. So. We, we were quite nervous till the last moment with any monitoring the situation and and thankfully so far everything is great i think people's expectation uh, overachieved but it, um on on more like a human side uh, i i personally very excited to see you know people back in in, in, in the venue. Yeah, no, and I, and I have to say thank you to you. Um, I, I would normally say thank you to the organizers, but you are the organizers. But I wanted to thank you for all the steps you took to make sure that you looked after our health and safety first. Uh, there's been very good um, screening uh, and the uh, obviously the temperature checks. And uh, this event has been 100% masked. Um, 
in our podcast booth, we're t- under four people and we have circulating air, so we've taken our masks off. But I, I feel a real sense of, of safety here. It must have been a bit of a challenge to uh, put together all of the, the background and to make sure that worked. Absolutely. And we work closely with, uh, with the government uh, bodies, with InvestConcon, of course, as the uh, organizer that invited us to and gave us this amazing opportunity to organize the event uh, to ensure that, of course, the safety is a priority. Uh, and uh, there are certain measures that we have to uh, and certain regulations that have to follow to ensure the safety for our attendees. Um, but so far, uh, we're also s- grateful for many of our attendees. That they, they're very passionate and very understanding on certain limitations that we have. We, unfortunately, we can't host, uh, say, for example, catering uh, um, that we usually do. Um, but people are quite understanding. We didn't receive any complaints, and, and it's amazing, too. So uh, it, it's really nice. Uh, so, Anthony, you're the CEO founder and founder of Finnovasia. Um, what is Finnovasia? So Finnovasia, it's Finance Innovation in Asia. This name we came up with uh, back in 2015 uh, when we had an idea to host the first uh, uh, large-scale event uh, focused on fintech uh, back uh, uh, in Hong Kong. And, uh, you know, I personally met with a few enthusiasts on fintech, and, and I thought, how why we don't have a place for them to meet? Mm-hmm. And we hosted first event. It was like 300 people. But the atmosphere, the drive, the the surf, the energy in the room was so exciting. So they asked me, "Can you host another one soon?" So we hosted another one in a couple of months, and, and it just grew over time. Uh, then the government came with the invitation to, "Why don't we do something bigger? We want to do the Hong Kong FinTech Week," and and that's what we started back five six years ago, and that's where we are now. Well, that's an amazing journey. So when was the first uh, Hong Kong FinTech Week uh, together with the government of Hong Kong? Yeah, it was, uh, I think, 2016. We had a first event. Uh, it was way, way smaller event. But you could see that also, you know, proportionally, the FinTech uh, conference at that time and the FinTech as an industry was sort of a small portion of the financial services mar- uh, industry. But if you look at the scale of the Hong Kong FinTech Week, ironically, it became de facto the largest financial event in Hong Kong, uh, one of the largest international global events on finance in the world in a matter of years. Yeah, no, because 2016, 17, 18, 19, four years running, and then uh, seems to have been a, a, a missed opportunity in 2020. What were you doing, Anthony? Well, yes, so every year is a surprise. As you remember, 2018, we, were, uh, we, we had a, a massive event here in Convention Center. Finally, we, we, we really were happy with the scale, and we had huge plans for 2019. And then 2019, of course, a very challenging year from many perspectives. Uh, and we, back at the time, it was November 2019, we were, days before the event, we were, calculating scenarios, what's going to happen if there's... Right, this is pre-COVID, but in Hong Kong there was uh, societal unrest at the time. Yes, so it was a difficult situation. For any event organizers, events started to cancel that time. It, it was pretty grim, I would say. But we managed to pull it out. We were quite lucky in terms of timing, and event happened. So we were like, oof. At that time I thought, 
uh, if we manage to survive this, there's nothing else can happen. You know, what else can happen? You know, earthquake? Probably not. Maybe, uh, no, you know. No, no, I think, <laughs> that, I think a funny little thing called COVID came along, exactly. and then you went fully virtual. <laughs> but um, by holding the event in November, at least you had a, uh, a heads up a few months in advance. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so... Uh, back in early 2020, once the pandemic started, we quickly realized that it's not going to be for, for a short period of time. So we, we, we started to explore how we can actually digitize the uh, event experience at that time. And if you, if you think about uh, our industry of events, it's funny that on stage we host all these you know, innovators, the cutting-edge uh, technology uh, enthusiasts and, and ourselves we were pretty much analog uh, but 2020 was a great opportunity uh, for us and also you know to look at from a technical standpoint and we we managed to convert the uh, fintech week into digital experience but beyond just a webinar or, or just you know streaming of, of the zoom we actually work with uh, computer uh, engineers uh, graphic designers with the TV professionals, we look how the sports, uh, uh, you know, organize this the streaming. We look at the cultural events. How uh, look how the media works, like CNBC. Now, I remember last year yes. we were also um, uh, smaller sponsors um, at the silver level, but uh, you know there was a virtual exhibition hall, and um, it really um, was best in class at the time. Uh, yeah, so it, yeah, so we tried our best at that point of time, and I think that people were quite tolerant to the digital experience at that point of. Uh, but on going forward, I think there was certain uh, you know fatigue from you know people. Not Zoom fatigue. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I know that syndrome. I've had it myself. I remember in early COVID how excited you'd be to attend a webinar. <laughs> um, and now yes. <laughs> It's a bit yeah. more of a challenge. Absolutely. Now, that said, you've done a really good job of creating a hybrid event. And so um, I was speaking with someone who had, uh, was streaming it on their computer before coming down here. And then they came here and watched it live. And then they're going back to their office to watch it again. So you, you've kind of managed to cover both sides of the divide. Yes. Uh, I, I, I must say, for us, it's an experiment. So we didn't know how it will play out so far we're quite happy with the results uh, preliminary results uh, I feel like it's pretty seamless what we have uh, a biggest challenge uh, you know events is about meeting people meet people how do you create the same sort of environment online and and offline bringing together uh, how do you facilitate these meetings and with our app we we have this feature that uses AI technology to facilitate the meetings uh, suggest certain meetings uh, help to uh, arrange these meetings there's a lot of things going on there are a lot of scenarios that we played out uh, people at the venue they meet in person it's easy but how, what about if someone is in another destination another one is in a venue and they have conversation offline to on, uh, online or the both of them were at the venue but they left they would still want to meet so there's multiple scenarios and, and I'm, I'm really glad that with adoption of these technologies and, and the, the way how people consume nowadays the content and events participating in that. So this hybrid experience is, 
is something that I, I assume will be a, a, a norm for this, for this industry. Yeah, no, I think uh, there's no going back, no putting the genie back in the bottle. I think will be uh, with us for the rest of our careers. But here we are live and in person and on the stage of Hong Kong FinTech Week. Uh, tell me what have been some of the highlights for you of the last two days? Well, uh, the biggest highlight is, uh, is, of course, this opportunity for people to meet each other. Um, despite the fact that, yes, technology can solve a lot of, you know, hustle and it makes things simplifying, but there's nothing can replace face-to-face -face meeting, to be honest with you. So seeing this, you know, real emotions of people reuniting after two years of, you know, being stuck in their bedroom somewhere, you know, dealing with this uh, Zoom, and finally we brought together this community in Hong Kong. Unfortunately, many people who could have come from outside of Hong Kong, they couldn't, and you know, they're joining us online, but I really hope that for the next uh, year's FinTech Week, we'll be able to welcome people from outside of Hong Kong because uh, in in average, we have half of the participants coming from all over the world. And the previous event, we hosted over 170 countries' participants. So in the FinTech Week, we want to we bring the flag of Hong Kong, you know, uh, across the world. We want to welcome uh people who are enthusiastic about technology finance here and, and share this, you know, uh, amazing, you know, opportunities that we have here in Hong Kong, the amazing city that we live in. And, and it's, it's such a, a, a shame that we can't do this this year, but really looking forward and hope that we could make it happen next year. Yeah, no, look, um, uh, again, I've been uh, surprised by the uh, turnout. Um, have you been counting numbers for the total of the last two days? Well, we're still counting. I have uh, notifications that people still register in the last moment. I think they hear somewhere like, okay, I'm rushing in um, or people joining online because the, all the content we have basically three stages uh, uh, of content happening simultaneously plus we have over 70 master classes and there's a lot of things going on and it was in our partners like Hashkey there's a lot of content to consume so the beauty of this year's hybrid format that actually you can have this in your phone with you and your desktop and you can rewatch things that you missed later uh, in the comfort of your home absolutely a uh, great thing that uh, I think many will appreciate. Yeah, no, I have to say there are so many uh, talks that I've missed out on while I've been in here interviewing. So I do look forward to having a, a, a bit of time with the streaming service. So, no, uh, we, as I said, have uh, been very impressed. Now, tell me about the team behind you, because um, I know you're a, a, not a one-man band. So tell me about the group that, take, that it took to pull this off. Well, yes. So I must say, uh, you know, our team is really something that I'm I'm very proud of because, as I said, so 2019 was a challenging year. We thought there no gonna be any more challenges like that, but then we faced COVID challenge and we overcame is a lot of which which caused a lot of learning, reinventing things for the team. You know, it, it could be frustrating. We tried different ways. It's very tiring and frustrating at some point uh, to experiment and then we fail, then we come back and we do it another way. This year, a new challenge again. So you must, you may expect, you know, it's, it's, it's really uh, uh, not for everyone to handle, but I must say most of our teams, you know, uh, make, made it possible because of their dedication and, and, and the people, the great people that we have. 
you know, you could see them behind the stage. You don't see them much uh, during the event, but they're all here working tirelessly for, you know, day and night, 24-7 uh, to make this happen. And, and it's, it's really, well, I'm really grateful to them. Yeah, I do want to give a shout out to two of your colleagues back at the office, Alice and Lily. Uh, they've been helping us with all of our forums and queries and uh, ticketing issues. And also on the content side, your colleague Richard, they've just been brilliant to work with. So I, I really like the uh, culture you've built within the firm because it's kind of infected everyone we've worked with in a positive way. I mean, they've really been and can do and uh, and super helpful. Thank you. That's very nice to to say. Uh, nice to hear from you. I appreciate this, Walter. But yes, I I, I think it, we are in people business. We bring people together. We work with people, and it's important for for us. We always say how we can bring this you know human experience in what we do. That's I think the in our major uh, sort of principle that we put whenever we do it's like we put ourselves in in the shoes of audience or shoes of partners how would i would would i be interested in this conversation how would i feel comfortable what kind of experience uh, would i con- continue to listen that maybe we need to shorten the certain things or how my experience of walking through what will be the traffic so we, we're trying to really look at this from a human perspective and maximize this you know human experience as much as possible. And what are some of the innovations that you've brought to Hong Kong FinTech Week in 2021? So a major innovation is that allowed us uh, to bring the offline experience with online experience seamlessly together. So that's what I mentioned already, you know, meetings as a big part. Uh, Of course, you know, participants, attendees, joining us physically, joining us on foot here in, in, in the venue, but then a majority of them actually joining us Online, uh, and we want to make sure that they feel that they are part of the event. They're not just you know watching it passively, but they are integrated. They can you know be engaged with with the what's going on on stage. They can uh, meet uh, with other participants, whether they are online or offline. Uh, you know, one big challenge that we have: our speakers, uh, many of them are not in Hong Kong. They couldn't come to Hong Kong, so we have to bring beam them on the stage, and. And there's a lot of technical technical risk. I don't want to go into technicalities, but there there's a lot of risk and challenges how to make it smooth, how to make it within you know, people joining from different time zones. The connection that's something that de- doesn't it's not depend on us. But you can't you know. control broadband, can you? Absolutely, and that also streamed uh, from here uh, across, say, mainland China with our media partners and across the world in different other mediums. So how to make this all seamless? Uh, I think that's uh, it's a big. Um, uh, I, I think it, it, this is the big uh, so far uh, the biggest challenge that our team had faced to do. And there is no best practice. There is no playbook. No one will tell you how to do it. We have to basically invent it ourselves on the go within a short period of time. No, well, it's um, it, it, then it's you're in the right place because uh, Hong Kong FinTech Week is all about innovation um, and finding new solutions and, and finding ways to take technology and use it in ways it hasn't been used before. So uh, that even is applying to the way we're getting everyone together here. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what you know, I mentioned. So we don't want to feel like there's a gap between what's happening on our stage and how we do things. So I feel... Uh, we, we, you know, there are virtual banks now. There are virtual events now. This, there, there are traditional banks going digital. 
that's what we do with the conference. So we're very much in line with what the industry is going through. So I, I feel like there's less uh, gap with, with what we're talking. Yes, and as much as the, the, the ability to bring the two together is brilliant, I, I do have to say there is nothing like an in-person event. And I think there's been a bit of a pent-up demand in Hong Kong to get together and network. You, you've just provided a brilliant platform for that. Thank you. No, I, I appreciate because also work with multiple partners so um, as I mentioned VestonCon uh, you know I, I must say uh, they, these guys uh, they they taking the lead on a lot of things they allowed us a, a, a certain autonomy which is not necessarily always a, a case with the government but they trust uh, us that we can work you know we can create the synergy and and really deliver something great um and then we work very closely with the with the central bank uh, de facto is Hong Kong Monetary Authority uh, there's a lot of great help and support for the event i, I feel like is a certain unity within uh you know stakeholders that we work with on the government on the public side uh, but also a, a lot of engagements from the you know private sector uh, and it, it, one thing exciting this year that um, that we have proportionally much more companies that actually operate in this very new space of digital assets. You could see this was not a case like two, three years ago. Uh, and there's a lot of excitement and enthusiasm, you know, with, on the stage where I hear, you know, about things like NFTs, digital assets, the evolution of, uh, the, you know, the cryptocurrencies. I feel it's what we... Well, while we still um, want to make sure that it's, it's not a hyped sort of type of events that, you know, that usually happens, but look at that from the more like uh, very uh, professional point of view, how we can bridge the interests of the industry with interests of regulators, how we can become a platform where everyone has voice, whether you're a traditional bank or you're a cutting edge, you know, I don't know, digital asset uh, uh, operator. And at the same time, you have insurers, you have government bodies. How we can create this dialogue where everyone has a voice and share and, 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 and learn from each other. You know, one of my guests earlier was talking about how at you know, very early fintech weeks, it felt like there were two camps. There was the, the big banks and then there were the disruptors. And, and now, five years later, he said everyone realized that they're not out to get each other. They're out to work together with each other. And there's been a greater sense of cooperation or coopetition. You know, a little bit of cooperation, a little bit of competition. It really helps bring everyone to a higher level. Well, talking about competition, actually, um, do you know that besides the fintech week, we actually uh, have uh, uh, our own initiative, which is called uh, fintech basketball league? I'm not sure you're playing basketball. No, <laughs> well, you know, I'm uh, I've not been very good with ball sports, but I do have the height. So tell me more about yeah, fintech yeah. basketball. Yeah, just since you mentioned competition, um, we have now ongoing uh, season three. Uh, 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 we just call FinTech Basketball League, which is basically a non-profit initiative by Finnovasia to bring together uh, professionals from fi FinTech industry and let them compete with each other in a healthy environment, which is uh, basketball. So we have 18 teams and we have traditional banks. We have HSBC playing against uh, uh, virtual banks or, virtual or Alibaba playing against uh, you know, uh, Google. 
in basketball. Uh, it's pretty fascinating. Um, and it started with this, you know, just a passion of mine towards basketball. I wanted to play with more people. And suddenly, uh, you know, people start to call me and say, why don't you invite me? I want to play too. So it's been grew to a 16 teams uh, league which is um, only one of the few leagues that also allowed to play uh, together as a co-ed with female and male basketball players so we want to make it also inclusive but also create this uh, platform literally to compete uh, but uh, in a very hands-off uh, environment. Now, uh, Anthony, what's your hero story? Because, you know, you're really obviously a community builder and you're a networker, but uh, where were you before Finnovation? What was the spark that got that company going? I was graduated as a journalist. I started, uh, uh, I always wanted to be a journalist, and I, I spent a few years back in my early career uh, as a business reporter. I worked for a publication back in Russia, which is uh, established by Wall Street Journal and Financial Times. And uh, I really loved the, you know, everything about the media, the content. And later on, when the idea of the conference came up, I thought, this experience actually helped me a lot to because what we do is basically it's pretty similar it's telling the stories on stage it's 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 similar like newspaper with different you know industries verticals uh, um, you know sharing and and um, yeah so so I always wanted to do it more like interactive rather than just publish it every day right. yeah so that's um, that's uh, my background, and um, but I also I studied business. I, w- I went through MBA program. I you know worked for Fortune 500 companies before, but then I decided to that start the business. And I really want to share my sort of motivation was to really bring this uh, absolutely amazing guys that I met uh, in the fintech industry back in the days, and actually help them to 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 have a place for them to share the story. And why I, do I care? Because I feel. Yeah, you know, still feel there's a lot of can be done to make this industry better. You know, I went early in my student time. I went through the mortgage experience when you got these contracts with you know tiny letters with formulas. It's so complicated. This shouldn't be the 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 way how it is done. And you know, we felt is our sort of mission to to help this crazy innovators that do want to challenge the system to give them a voice to give them opportunity to to share and, and, and you know find opportunities to find investors or collaborations and what happened next that it triggered banks and traditional institutions and regulators also to change mm-hmm. and they, we see this massive transformation happening but who is the winner the winners are you know people the society we, they benefit out and of The this. customers, exactly. the, the employees. Absolutely. <laughs> so you had three banks, major banks, back in the, in the days in Hong Kong. Now you have eight virtual banks on top. You have so many other offerings. You have now digital assets as another asset class for investment. This competition is what we you know, really want for in this industry. And, and every, you know, the consumers will win, but also the institutions will win too. So 
that's basically what drives us. There's incredible quantity of content, no matter what area you are in fintech, uh, and there is great passion from all the people coming to us. There's people want to learn more. This is an evolving industry; it's changing, and there, there's just a sense that the people can't keep up. So you're doing a great job by providing them uh, an all-they-can-eat buffet of content. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Walter, for saying that. And uh, I, I wish we could have more partners like you as well, because we love the when when you know partners bring in additional value inter- interactive stuff to the conference uh, making the event even more uh, you know uh, exciting so having uh, you know you mentioned the smart classes we have over 70 of them uh, of course we would the whole content will be available for a few months for people to consume to 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 find what they really want to in a, you know in a you know in a very pace that they want to is comfortable for them so the idea is that it's just not two days of the event but it's also a, a few months afterwards that they can you know keep up and, and update themselves and watch that in a, in a comfortable time for them. now have you had any kind of um aha moments or breakthroughs that will flavor the hong kong fintech week next year Anything that you've said? Oh, this might lots be. of aha moments. Uh, we already sketching what we want to do. We have some really interesting ideas and exciting things. We we the one thing that we do with the fintech week, we're always trying to bring something new and, and different experiences. Uh, I won't reveal much at this point, but at time with the time, I will be able to. Uh, share with you. Well, and you'll be invited back to Crypto Savvy because our objective is to help uh, increase the knowledge base uh, across Hong Kong and around the world in a new asset class and around financial technology. Well, uh, Anthony, it's been a real treat having you on our show. Thank you so much. Uh, congratulations on Hong Kong FinTech Week 2021, and I look forward to seeing you this time next year. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, and again, I appreciate this idea and a really, really awesome thing that you do. Thank you, Walter. No worries, and thank you again for joining Crypto Savvy. Thank you, Anthony Saar and the team at Finnovasia for another successful FinTech Week here in Hong Kong. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star rating. And wherever you get your podcasts, hit subscribe and hit like. I'm Walter Jennings of Hashkey Group, and you're listening to Crypto Savvy. Thank you for listening to Crypto Savvy, the podcast that delivers the essentials, brought to you by Hashkey Group.